0: 68 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
1: if you'd like to make your nfl games a little more interesting you've come to the right place it's the even money podcast with ross tucker and steve fezik Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas, it is the Even Money Podcast presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They've got that promo code, Podcast One, for the 50% sign-up bonus today. He is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of Professional Football Gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino out there in Vegas. Follow him at Fezic Sports and only at Fezic Sports. Steve, the more I talk to people about the Super Contest, it really is insane that you won that thing twice.
2: Yeah, some good handicapping and ran super, super lucky. Similar to a poker tournament, Ross, where you make the final table or the final two tables, and then you just got to get the right breaks in order to uh, win the title.
1: Unbelievable, man! Unbelievable. Um, you know what's the what's the statistics on that? Like, what are the odds of that? Got to be like really, really low, right?
2: Yeah. Well, there's 350 people, I think, when I won it in 2008 and eight and 2009. So um, obviously, if you got a one in 300 and then another one in 300, that's um, that's a pretty unlikely outcome.
1: Unbelievable. Anyway, speaking of unbelievable. Uh, there are a bunch of games from last weekend that were unbelievable that I'm very annoyed about that we will talk about because such is gambling, and we always go over our picks from the week before. If we're ever wrong, you can always just hit us up. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, or you can email me, Ross at Ross dot com and say, Ross, you actually you actually got that one right, or you got that one wrong, or whatever the case might be. We do have the Birdman At L Birdman, Todd Bergman is the one that goes ahead and grades us each and every week, which is amazing. Maybe I should just be following the BetQL best bets from now on. BetQL app has been killing it better than you and I have recently, Steve. Let's go into last week. For the week, we were both down four units, Steve, uh, which... I'll, I'll do the summary at the end. It started with Arizona and San Francisco. Arizona was getting 10 points. I put a unit on the Cardinals getting those 10, and they lost 28-25, but they hung pretty tough. So started off good on a Thursday night. That's always a good feeling. And then it kind of went downhill. Sunday morning, Steve, Jaguars, Texans. Jags were getting a point and a half Two points, maybe, and you and I both put two units on it. Both foot put, felt really good about it. Texan secondary was banged up, no J.J. Watt, no Laramie Tunsil, and yet the Jags lost twenty-six to three. Steve, that was one that we were both just dead wrong on. And uh, what can you say? I, I'm I'm surprised by it, but we were we were dead wrong. Uh, Deshaun Watson's unbelievable. And we got crushed.
2: Yeah, and Jacksonville had been great in London in their four previous games. They had an against-the-spread margin in London of plus 11.5 points per game. And it was completely the wrong side. So um, just uh, take our caps off to a tremendous effort by the Houston Texans.
1: Yep, that's one where you win some, you lose some. And we absolutely lost that one, unfortunately. Um, Moving on to... Uh, The Redskins, I had a unit on the Redskins, Steve, getting nine and a half points. They outgained the Buffalo Bills, yet lost 24-9. Stuff like that drives me crazy. Outgain them, Steve, and I'm getting nine and a half points and I still lose?
2: Yeah, Haskins just two third down conversions just could not move the chains on the third down plays, and that ultimately was the difference.
1: Our next best bet, we both like the Vikings laying the two points in Kansas City. Vikings had been playing very well. Chiefs had Matt Moore play pretty well on the Sunday night against the Packers. Didn't expect that to happen again. Well, the Chiefs won the game outright 26-23. Kudos to them. Not good for us. Again, we were just on the wrong side of that one, Steve.
2: You know, I'm going to disagree here. I'm going to make the case, and this is going to be controversial. I think we were totally on the right side of this. We knew that Mahomes was very unlikely to play, and we played the Vikings at less than minus three and crushed the closing number. And and I'll I'll go ahead and say it. On my premium picks for my clients, I gave out Kansas City on Sunday morning catching five points. So if I can lay two on a game that's going to close five, even if I like the plus five, Ross, with those key numbers of three and four, uh, Minnesota minus two was a fine bet, and sometimes fine bets just wind up losing. In retrospect, I think the Vikings probably should have been a field goal favorite, perhaps somewhere around there. So if you bet the Vikings minus five, that was the horrible bet. You bet the Vikings minus two. Sometimes you uh, double down in blackjack with an eleven against an eight, a dealer eight, and you lose the hand. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong.
1: Got it. Next up, Jets Dolphins. I put a unit on the Dolphins getting three points. They won the game outright. Man, between this and Arizona, two of my wins, and then the Jags and the Vikings' losses, not a good week in terms of unit distribution, Steve, because I'm winning some bets, but not putting as much on them. Thank goodness for the Bears and the Eagles. I had a unit on the Eagles laying five. I had two units on the under, And the Bears' putrid defense, or offense, I should say, came through for me. That was three big units, Steve, that I really needed.
2: Yeah, four consecutive three and outs to start the game for the Bears. They are clearly being exposed as being a team that last year, everything broke right for them. The Bears just aren't any good this year.
1: Then uh, for the Steelers, we did the teaser. I was loving the teaser. I thought it couldn't lose. We teased the Steelers up to seven and a half. The Jags up to eight and a half, two a half. Two units. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable, Steve, that we ended up losing that one. Never did I think that the Jags would lose by more than eight and a half points.
2: Yeah, the Jags ultimately were what um, did us in last week and um... – I, I, you know, in retrospect, I relied too much on that, you know, the recency of them doing so well, you know, going to London, but sometimes there is one factor handicaps on games that do quite well. It certainly didn't work in the Jacksonville game.
1: Then we move on Carolina and Tennessee. The Panthers were laying four points. This was our third best bet. And the first one that cashed for us, I only put one unit on it. Wasn't sure how Carolina would react after the Niners game. Tennessee had played pretty solid, but they came through. They won by 10, and it really wasn't even that close. The Titans just made it made it uh, closer at the end. You got two units there, Steve. I got one.
2: Yeah, and Carolina certainly feels that um, they are comfortable now with Kyle Allen at quarterback here for the rest of the year. Let's see uh, how he holds up, but he continues to play well.
1: Moving on, uh, we both leaned Oakland laying two points against Detroit. We should have taken them. They won by a touchdown. Then Green Bay against the Ram or the Chargers. Wow, I put two units on Green Bay laying the three and a half. They got annihilated by the L.A. Chargers. That's another one much like the Jags and the Texans, that I was just absolutely on the wrong side there, right? Hard to believe that the Packers, the way they had been playing, could get beat that soundly, Steve.
2: Yeah, they were never in the game. No receivers breaking open for Aaron Rodgers the entire game. And, you know, with Bosa and Ingram rushing the passer and with that secondary, you know, the Chargers may well be a team to reckon with here in the second half of the season.
1: Then we get to the Seahawks and the Bucks. This one is unbelievably disappointing. This is the one that is so frustrating. The Bucks played outstanding. It was our fourth best bet. You know, I mean, Jameis has the ball come out of his hands, but even so, Seahawks go down, game winning field goal with a tie 34 34 score. Okay. The kicker misses it, Steve. So they go to overtime. We took it last Wednesday, getting six points. I knew as soon as he missed that kick exactly what was going to happen. Seahawks would score a touchdown in overtime, and our bet would push. That one hurt, Steve. That one hurt a lot. I I just hate it. I hate it. That was the right bet. If you're getting um,
2: plus five and a half in overtime, Ross, you cash 93% of the time, and here's the other 7%. So um, that one thing that is illustrative of that game was that here was a point spread that opened 6.5 and, and dropped throughout the week, lined up closing 5, land 6. So getting at Tampa Bay early in the week, you got to win or then you got to push. If you got to Tampa late in the week, you had a loss.
1: Unbelievable. Absolutely Unbelievable. Uh, mad at myself for not putting units on the Ravens. I leaned the Ravens, felt pretty good about that, should have put some units down. The The New England boogeymen scared me of always losing when you bet against the Patriots. That stinks. And then I put a unit on the Giants on Monday night, getting seven points. They had a great chance to win that game, and then they totally faltered at the end. Um, brutal, absolutely Brutal. Again for the week we are both down four units, um, that makes us at this point you're negative. You're down four units for the year now, Steve. You had been even. He has me at ten units, but I think that's I think that you were wrong, Birdman. Check your records because I think you had me up fourteen at the end of last week. I was really up ten. You had me up two. I was really down two. So I think I'm actually up six units. Uh, if I am correct. And we are 13 out of 22 correct with one push, one tie on our best bets. Onward and upward to Week 10, Bri. All right, Week 10
3: it is. Our lines, uh, as always, presented by betonline.ag. We'll start off Thursday night football, Ross. The L.A. Chargers laying one point at the Oakland Raiders,
1: 47.5 total. And of course, remember again, when you go to betonline.ag, put the promo code PODCAST1 in so you get the 50% welcome bonus. And if you have an account, you will get $100, or you'll have a chance to be one of the five people to get $100 in your account when I win the PODCAST1 sports net Challenge. Uh, passing it, i probably lean Raiders, playing the home, black hole, getting a point, but I'm passing that game. That one could very easily... Go either way.
2: I am passing as well. My power ratings say that Oakland should be a small favorite. But I got to tell you, the having watched the Chargers just completely annihilate Green Bay, despite all those Packer fans, I'm wondering whether I should have upgraded the Chargers even more. I'm going to pass.
3: Steve, Sunday afternoon, let's start off with Kansas City. Minus three and a half points at the Tennessee Titans. Total is 48 and a half.
2: So I make this line Kansas City minus five and a half with Mahomes. I make the game close to Pickham. Tennessee actually a tiny favorite if Mahomes does not play. Um, And part of that reason that it's only a six-point difference in my lines is because if Mahomes plays, which I expect he will play, I don't think he'll be fully at 100%. Nevertheless, um, Vegas is saying that Mahomes is likely to play in this game, and I don't like what I've been seeing from the Titans, who frankly were fortunate to win two games with Tannehill, um, but uh, I've not been impressed by what I've seen. I'm going to pass the game.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder. I, I wonder if Mahomes plays. I wonder if he plays, how well he plays. Uh, last week, notwithstanding, it seems like the Titans always play these close games. Three and a half a half's a pretty key number. Um, I'm going to put a unit. On the Titans getting three and a half points. Would not be shocked if they win the game. I do think that they'll at least keep it close. Ross, Buffalo at
3: Cleveland. The Browns three-point favorites with a total of 40.
1: Well, I get it. Uh, you know, the Buffalo hasn't really beaten anybody good. And the Browns expected to bounce back from that debacle in Denver and everything going on. But, man, I'm showing some faith in the Bills. I mean, 6-2, and 6-2, and two, no matter who you're playing – I do think Cleveland has a chance to bounce back potentially, but they've been consistently inconsistent, whereas the Bills have been pretty consistent. I'm putting two units on the Bills. I think even if they lose, it's probably a close field goal type game, and then I push two units on my Buffalo
0: Bills.
2: I like Buffalo as well. I get it. Cleveland in a must-win spot. I'd argue they are in a must-win spot last week, and it was a better must-win spot because they were playing at Denver with a quarterback that had never taken a snap under center. The bottom line is Cleveland is in disarray and Baker Mayfield, the book on him has been, Hey, Baker struggles when he's under pressure. Some uh, next generation stats Mayfield actually has the lowest um, power rating in the NFL passing rating when not under pressure. He's thrown six touchdowns and 10 interceptions when he is not under pressure and uh, Buffalo is three and zero straight up on the road. Cleveland's zero and three straight up at home. Cleveland's undisciplined with fifteen penalties. I'm uh, five penalties. That leads the league. I'm on Buffalo. Best bet. The best bet.
3: Arizona at Tampa Bay. Bucks laying four and a half points with a total of fifty two.
2: Interesting. So Arians should certainly know the Arizona personnel. Although the system is obviously completely different that Arizona is running, but I still think that's a little bit of an advantage. The big question is: Tampa Bay has been on the road seemingly forever. They had a road trip comparable to the Raiders' long, long road trip. I don't know that how that is going to impact the players finally coming home here in this game. Bottom line is, I made the number right where it's at. I pass.
1: It's an interesting game for me. Uh, Arizona has been pretty consistent. I know the Bucks uh have been playing pretty well, but Jameis just seems like he's always good for some turnovers. I'm showing some faith in Arizona. You know, they've they've been pretty solid performers. I'm gonna put two units on the cards getting the four and a half points. I don't think they're gonna get blown out. I think it's a back and forth affair. Two units on Arizona getting four and a
3: half. Ross, our next game is the Battle of New York, Jets and Giants. The Jets consider the home team in this one, but the Giants are favored by two, 43 is a total.
1: Yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, both these teams, I think they got this line right. I don't really see value here. Tough for me to know what's going to happen with the Jets at this point. I'm just going to pass this one.
2: You know, pulling back the curtain of how a pro better bets, I can tell you, These lines came out, and I bet the Giants would pick them, and I was like, wow, that's a great bet with the Giants. They're the better team, and there's no home field. And then the line went up to three in some places, and I'm like, there's no way the Giants are good enough to justify laying three and a bet back the Jets. So at the current number of two looks just right. Better betting opportunities, I pass this game.
3: Steve, Atlanta is at New Orleans, and the Saints are favored by 12.5 points, 51.5 the total.
2: Looks like Matt Ryan is going to be back. Uh, Atlanta actually has pretty good stats for a team that's only won one game, and bad teams coming off by historically have been pretty darn good. Having said all this, how many games do we have to watch Atlanta halftime score, their opponent 24, Atlanta 3, before we give up betting Atlanta at least early in the game? I pass.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like the Falcons coming off the bye won't lose by that many but it's, it's really kind of hard to have faith in them or to know that. Um, I'm going to put one unit on the Falcons. You know, division rivals, 12.5 points is a lot. One unit on the Falcons to, to keep it. You know what? They probably get a late score from Matt Ryan to lose by 10. So one unit Falcons. Ross, Baltimore Ravens, 10-point favorites at the
3: Cincinnati
1: Bengals, 46th total. Bengals have a rookie quarterback starting. I don't know a whole lot about him. So my instincts would tell me to take the points in the Bengals, and I'll lean that way. He actually looked pretty good in the preseason. Uh, And sometimes teams can pare down the game plan, and they're able to go out and play better as a result. But I'm going to still pass the game and just lean Cincinnati getting the ten.
2: I'm on the Bengals for two units. You couldn't ask for a better spot for Cincinnati. Ryan Finley coming in from NC State. Ross mentioned it did play well in preseason. We've seen a whole lot of NFL teams get a bump when they get a backup quarterback coming in this uh, during the year. And the bottom line is Bengals, winless team off of a bye. That's a monster good situation. Baltimore with a huge win against the Super Bowl champions, the undefeated Patriots. So they're in a letdown spot. Got to bet the Bengals here two units.
1: All right, you convinced me, Steve. You convinced me. Um, I'm doing it. I'm going in on that, Bri. I want two units, too. I was kind of leaning that way, but I was a little bit hesitant. But Steve ultimately swayed me. I went in on that best bet. Two units for me. I'm with you on the Bengals.
3: The best bet. All
1: right, next one. It's Green
3: Bay. And Carolina, Green Bay at home, five-point favorites to the Panthers without Cam Newton for the rest of the year. Total is 48.
2: Got to think that Green Bay is going to bounce back here after the horrible performance against the Chargers. So I would lean that way, but this vaunted Green Bay defense that everyone was touting after the first three weeks about how the Smith brothers and Amos and company were suddenly going to be a top-ten defense, that has not materialized. Just a lean Green Bay.
1: Yeah, I would actually lean Carolina. Um, I do think Green Bay is going to bounce back from this one. Uh, but I would, lean, I would lean Carolina getting the five points. Tempted to put a point on them. They've been pretty good other than that Niners game. Uh, but I think they're running into sort of, a, sort of a buzzsaw for the Packers after that debacle out in L.A. Ross, the Chicago Bears three-point favorites against
3: the Detroit Lions at home uh, in Chicago. 42.5 is the total.
1: Don't understand this. Matthew Stafford's playing really well. Trubisky's playing horrible. I I don't understand this line. I'm putting two units on the Lions. Wouldn't be surprised at all if they win the game outright. Uh, And even if they do lose, feels like it would be by about a field goal. Bears aren't exactly going to light up the scoreboard. So two points, uh, two units, Lions, getting the three.
2: I agree. All the reasons Ross stated, two teams going in Opposite directions, Lions, two units, best bet. The best bet.
3: Our next game, Steve, the Miami Dolphins at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts laying 10.5 in this one, 44 and a half the total.
2: So, latest I heard is that Brissett, although he might play, is probably not going to play in this game. Have you heard the same thing, Ross?
1: I have not, no. I, I, I. My guess would be that they would err on the side of caution and not have him play because Hoyer's pretty good and I'd like to th- and I think that they'd like to think that they'll still be able to beat the Dolphins at home with Hoyer.
2: Very good. I'm on- going to go ahead and pass this game. My power ratings actually lean to Indianapolis, but frankly, I think my ratings are wrong on Miami. Ryan Fitzpatrick, his last 4 games, he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL um and Miami is suddenly able to move the ball and score and I would actually lean over forty four as well, but I'm going to pass the game
1: yeah i'm I'm kind of with you um although ten and a half is a is a decent amount, so I'm going to put a unit on the dolphins. I like they got some momentum, they won they've been playing pretty consistently for about a month now, and no matter who the quarterback is for the Colts, Colts haven't really been blowing anybody out, so i'll go I'll roll with my dolphins again, and in fact, you know what I'm putting two units on it. Give me two units on the Dolphins getting ten and a half. Next game, Ross, it's the
3: L.A. Rams. They are three and a half point favorites at the Pittsburgh Steelers with a total of 45.
1: Yeah, I'm still not really sold on on this Mason Rudolph at all, um, the Steelers quarterback. Rams coming off a bye. Don't have a great feel for them. I, I, I'd probably lean Pittsburgh getting the points, but I'm going to pass this game.
2: I'm going to lean to Pittsburgh as well. There's some trends out there, however – that say a team that's off of a bye, that is on the road, they've just done tremendous. So the rationale is that oftentimes teams on the road, when they're favored, a little overconfident. But when a team is off of a bye, now that they've got their focus and their fresh legs back and they usually come and bring it in that first game back, I'm going to pass this game.
3: Sunday night football, Steve. Minnesota at Dallas. Cowboys, three-point favorites at home. Total is 47.
2: I do not trust Kirk Cousins in big games, and I don't trust him in late start times where he always seems to play worse. Dallas has been playing better and better, and you know what's interesting to me is how Zeke Elliott—he doesn't seem to break any tackles, but um, he still gets over 100 yards in every Dallas win. That O-line is certainly opening up enormous holes. I'll lean Dallas.
1: I'm going to get to uh, the Vikings as a lean for me, uh, but no feeling is a problem for me, as well as Kirk Cousins. Just don't have faith that he'll perform well in this big spot. Only a lean to me for the Vikings.
3: And finally, Ross, Monday Night Football, Seattle at San Francisco. 49ers favored by six, total 46.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of points. Now, they're getting used checks, Staley, and McGlinchey back, but... That's a lot That's a lot of points in my mind uh, for them to be laying. Seattle not playing very well on the defensive side of the ball. So I guess I get it. But what are the odds that Russell Wilson can't keep Seattle within a touchdown? I mean, I, guys playing like the MVP. I'll put one unit on Seattle for Monday night.
2: Very interesting. So um, I'm showing Staley is questionable. You're hearing that he's going to be back, Russ?
1: He said the plan is for him to play, yep
2: and Jusick is um still out though
1: No, he's back. He's 100%.
2: That is interesting. I wonder why Hmm. I got I got to check my injury reports then on that. Um obviously it would be huge if San Francisco's getting healthier. For now, I will lean to San Francisco. I do feel they are not just better, but a much better team than Seattle. And I got to tell you Jimmy G coming to life on Thursday night. He actually had just been very Workmanlike, and the 49ers have been winning despite Jimmy G just being mediocre. But if they've got a Jimmy G that's coming around and being a top ten quarterback, this is a true Super Bowl contender. I'll lean 49ers.
1: Awesome work, Steve, as always. Uh, love it. Love those of you, by the way, that are patrons. Absolutely, go to patreon.com slash RT Media. We get into further discussion and debate about betting these games. Got some awesome patrons. We got a private Slack channel that we hit up these games. Everybody chimes in on what bets they like and don't for different reasons. Other than that, I think we're done. Check out today Andrew Brandt on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He was excellent. And we'll be back tomorrow with Greg Cosell on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money.